it does affect who you are and it should because these are traumatic things that you know if you don't think of it as a serious thing if i don't find formula if i don't find things that my kids need and my family needs what am i supposed to do what what do i do hi and welcome to dad Anil. my name is mike trank and as you can figure i'm a dad I feel that's how a lot of other podcasts start, and those dads will tell you what their day is like. They'll probably talk about what it's like being a dad today, too. But along with being a dad by day, I'm also a mental health counselor by night in my own private practice. As a clinician in private practice, and one of those dads sitting in pickup and drop-off lines for school, I wanted to share what I see in this ever-changing world. So together, let's create the best version of being a millennial dad. So Dad O'Neill today is a side piece, is a kind of uh, a, a part of it that is not just about dad, this is about family, this is about what's going on in the, in the world since COVID. And uh, I think it applies to what's been going on recently in our country, in, our, in the world. And uh, it's about processing. And when I do some of these solo ones, I kind of want to focus on certain areas and agendas and things that I feel like are part of not just that annual, but just of what's going on for everyone, right? Trying to open it up more of, it's not just half the population here. This is what dads, moms, kids, everyone is, is experiencing now and is continue to be heightened. And that's just kind of processing this. So I'm in the middle of something that will be out on the website hopefully some point by spring next year is one of my manuals you can buy online book it's not going to be extremely long because i feel like anything more than 100 pages is who's got the time for that you know if i see those nice like hardcover books in the beach god bless you people but i have add like your you know textbook that you can't believe even in my 40s and um yeah, you put a big, solid 300-page book in front of me, and that will never get done, even if there's a deadline. It's make or break to getting through college. If you don't read it, I still find a way to get around it. That is one of those specialty traits. I felt like it's important to kind of talk about what I call processing this. You know, processing this, what's going on, what is since 2020, and what's still going on now is these kind of fight or flight, very scary situations in our minds of, for example, today of reading now, there's a 50% chance of a world war. Of just seeing that percentage of, well, I've never seen that in my life. That Here's an article that starts off, there's a 50% chance. It's half and half. It's, you know, heads or tails. And processing, you know, the kind of synopsis of the book and the title is, you know, starts with COVID, the indelible mark that COVID left and it's still leaving for families. And, uh, you know, I want to try to take steps to just understand and, and realize that, you know, the process, this calamity that's, that's ensued ever since it's been ongoing. I feel like on a regular basis that you never have the time 
to understand and just kind of process of what is going on because we're constantly I see and I feel that we're just in this fight or flight just trying to make it just trying to get by and I don't think we have anything to kind of go on in terms of because I try to think about it of this last pandemic from you know 1918 the flu what was called the Spanish flu you know of how people process that and all the people that we lost you know the psychology and therapy was still in a beginning stages that was still you know had been around for a little bit but still wasn't obviously commonplace we're still in 2023 still working on making it more commonplace making it more understood and and used in in their day-to-day awareness levels of the masses so i think we're having to base it on i haven't seen anything at least that shows of you know talking to people of how they felt how they're doing right i mean Remote work, like that wasn't, you know, you went back to work. There was no computers. There was no difference, you know, differentiation of pre and post. But then it went from that, like think about to the time of prohibition then and not having alcohol. And then, you know, the Great Depression that happened in 1927, stock you know, collapse from that. And then it leads into World War II. Like that's just 15 years plus of just, fight or flight of just kind of going through of like, I got to survive. Right. And you see the pictures of the dust bowl and you, you know, you knew parents, grandparents that lived through the depression. You know, my, I've heard my dad talk about his parents. You know, he wasn't born yet of, you know, trying to survive in the Midwest or, you know, with dried, you know, crops and having difficulty on the farm of how they try to survive. And that's what it is in a modern age day of how are we surviving? You know, dealing with the loss, you know, long COVID teaching our kids. You know, gone from fight or flight to now we're like an escapism, right? Like we had to travel, like we had the revenge travel year, right? We're all going, trying to go everywhere. Now the flights and everything, inflation is just kind of wiping that out slowly. If we did that, now we can't go on another trip, right? We want to escape, we want to get away. We don't want to think about it anymore. first time for me kind of understanding the processing it of that oh oh shit moment was uh just randomly i think i was in one of the one of the grocery stores and seeing that there was only like a couple things of chicken left and just having this random flashback of man this was then this is like happened like a year and change ago and it just kind of gave me that flashback of 2020 of waiting outside in the freezing cold in the Northeast, where you can only have a certain number of people in, where you still weren't certain of having a mask could save you from getting really, really sick. And I feel like my family included of now knowing someone that has either gotten really, really sick, is in the hospital, you know, is on the front lines, is passed away. Um, so it really kind of puts our mental mindset into a fight or flight state of mind. And I think just kind of catching up and we'll kind of go from there to here, but just of what's going on this week. I'm now seeing that these articles and you know, this, this show is not political. The show is not about, you know, what's 
kind of going on in, in the world. It's kind of assessing it from our vantage point. So kind of seeing of that there is constant dysfunction in our government. There is now what we've seen over in the Middle East. And now kind of, you know, still knowing what's going on in, in Europe, Eastern Europe, of Russia and Ukraine. That's continuing. Of It's like that constant thing of why, why do I always feel so anxious? Why do I always feel just... I don't want to get out of bed. Like, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to turn on the news. I don't want to see my phone. I don't want to see what someone posted. I don't, I don't, you know, it's just too much. I just, I can't take this. It's been going on for so long. And that's, that's what I think I want to try to help. At least try to understand of why some of that is coming up because that kind of metaphor of our coffee cup being runneth over, where it's just more and more and more being poured onto something that's already full and the revenge travels over and now it's fall and it's heading into the holidays of here we go now it's trying to find the chicken now it's trying to hopefully covid cases stay down because we already had you know a little spike I, I was already in the end of the summertime of in a, in a wedding that of the the groom bridal and groom party that a lot of them got covid i didn't but just so like oh here we go again it just kind of triggers you right away back into that mindset you know the, the back to work mandates that are coming in the fall here that are coming up and these different articles that come out all i could speak about for myself is you know my wife works from home remotely and you know we have now learned and retrained our brains to do things a different way if we worked from home the last few years so now kind of someone saying or company wanting it a different way all of a sudden is wait a minute my brain's been reprogrammed you know right the thing of like doing something for four weeks creating the habit this is the habit and it's you know i hate these things that they show of statistics of well there's 17 percent less productivity i mean it's different especially with families right i mean we need that help me and my wife need that help it's almost of because she had to go back. And that's why she left the other job because it became hybrid. And then one day she had an accident. She someone ran a red light. Luckily the kids weren't in the car, you know, went in the back, the back seat. And that was the kind of thing in her mind of, wait a minute, I should be just taking the kids to school. I shouldn't be trying to rush to drop the kids off and then get to get to work again on a Wednesday. I should be home. I should be just dropping them off, come back and go to work, save myself 40 minutes. So these different you know, policy, the different um, studies that are showing 17% here, it's it's hard and they're not understanding the psychology of it, that you've programmed, people have kind of adapted to a new normal and trying to take that away, you're going to get more pushback. Like it's 2023 now. There's reasons for each side. There's reasons to go into a place every now and then but we have to remember too that work was just this is still you know it's only been a hundred years since the modern 40-hour work week even started thanks to henry ford so i have this thing of like this is how it's always been it needs to go back this way well that was for manufacturing and before that it was 80 hours it was so many it was you know kids working in coal mines and factories but we've learned and adapted and now it's this you know, fight for what was and 
what is to, to, to the present day now. You know, we look at the stock market. Yeah, it was so inflated, Bitcoin. That was the coin of the week. Now it's, you know, but it was down to 20,000 less than that. I'm not we're in this inflation or it's for inflation. You know, it's, it's kind of like a state of hell, right? Of we see uh, so one of the cascade that we just had. Sorry, no products there. Dishwasher soap that we just had was 92 in a bottle for $18. And now it's 81 you know, little tablets in, in the container for $25. These are examples uh, that I've had to stop and think about of, because you're just doing it, right? You're just doing the motions of, well, I have to buy the dishwasher detergent. Now I just see it's 81 and 25. Okay, so I'm gonna try to find something cheaper. And like, it's not gonna go back to 92. You know, people are gonna go back to work. It's not people are gonna go, you know, kids have to keep moving forward. Families have to keep trying to figure out how to survive. How to kind of keep the noise down around? How do we manage? How do we do things to make us feel like we're, we're moving forward? Because I feel like there's so many things that continually stop us in our tracks and makes us feel just overwhelmed. I guess that's the first word that comes to my mind. I just feel overwhelmed. Right? Even today, I like I have so many things to do. I'm so behind. I don't. I don't know when this will slow down. I don't know, you know, if just a flood of information, flood of things to do. Now, this is the most dramatic time of American life each day and year in modern history of the last 50 years, I think. Uh, I think, just kind of thinking back in my mind of from the mid 60s, you know, violence and social change marred by deaths of, you know, JFK and civil rights icons of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. And ended with, I feel like it ended with kind of with Watergate, you know, but that led to a large inflationary time through the late 70s and 80s. But now gun violence is broad range. It's not, you know, it's, it's everyday citizens, it's kids, it's families. This is what keeps us, that's another huge thing too, of gun violence is such a increasing day-to-day -day thing that there's not a place now that hasn't been marred by a mass shooting incident, whether a movie theater, shopping, grocery shopping, gas stations, schools, concerts, everything in life that we have thought to be a part of an escape as part of something that we can do to kind of not think about everything else that's going on. Just, you know, use that one to 10 scale and kind of be at our base, you know, like a three or a four or five. But it always then ends up ramping up one or two to like a six or seven or an eight. Because we're always on edge. We're always of man, I can't get it out of my mind. I remember seeing this, you know, happen at this concert. Or this happened at the subway station. You know? And how many now not just hundreds, not just thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people, you know, that have been affected directly and directly by this and families and friends have lost loved ones you know that that this this violence that we see every day is is not you know just these icons and just you know the certain parts of 
America and certain places, it's it's so widespread and it's so, you know, myself of just leaving this office this evening, I look around at cameras, I'm like, look around the bushes. And I'm not a small guy, it's just, you just have, that's just how you have to think you have to be of, I don't know who is there. I don't know, like everything is just in a heightened state that, yeah, maybe even though it was five, six years ago, maybe it wouldn't be as heightened. Maybe it would be more still head on a swivel, just kind of knowing where you are in your surroundings, but, you know, feeling safer, feeling more calm. Um, I call it a perpetual cycle of fear. When those little, I call nuggets come into our brains, that's what a level of PTSD looks like. A little T trauma, not big T, but it's still just those constant small little T's adding up. We also had um, a once-a-century pandemic, right? Top, top of the gun violence that we're just talking about. With fears of what's happening, you know, with our weather, climate. It's so much rain I've been hearing in the Northeast. Now, but not just the droughts, but now it's the in- increase of, of rain and wildfires. And I know that affected even some days of how smoky it was from the Canada wildfires. You know, what, what's the world going to be left for my kids? that are six and four grandkids, you know, what's that continues that perpetual, how do I process this? Right? How do I, how do I deal with this as I'm throwing away a Ziploc bag? Like what is wrong with me? There's gotta be a better way. I feel sometimes too, that I want to look for a better way. I want to try to improve, but it feels it is more arduous sometimes because you know, all right, I need to put something, I need to put a snack for my kids' lunch in their thing there. So, all right, I need to use, I have to use something plastic. Not trying to use a once thing like a Ziploc or tinfoil, but even if you're using, you know, a container, it's a plastic container. Eventually it's going to get old. Eventually you have to get rid of it. That's just more plastic. I do remember the days of everything was glass, right? When things would fall over and then. Store shelves and be, you know, there'd be this. I remember a sign seeing of like, you know, glass broken, watch out. And that was, you know, more recyclable. That was heavier, and that was all about cost. And that's why they kind of switched too. And it's harder to find and try to, it's kind of ingrained in our brains too. And that thing of processing, of understanding, of, well, I reach for a Ziploc or I reach for a tinfoil because I've just been trained to do that. I'm trying to undo that. I'm trying to think of alternative ways. You know, it's, it's different. You know, I just sometimes you just want to forget and get back to to a normal or what that was in your mind. But uh, you know, tell the cause. I have not I have not seen it felt felt or paid for anything that was back to. I don't feel like anything's been back to normal yet, completely, because there is no. It's a that's that new normal word term feeling and the new normal for each of you doesn't feel like a normal at all and it feels like we're just kind of stuck and even now when I start because it's the fall time seeing people with masks it brings me back to like feeling like a pariah when I forgot a mask in the beginning there couldn't get one in the supermarket having to turn around go back home 
Or in the beginning, right, not finding mass. But I needed to find formula for my infant child. I was only like six, seven, eight months old at the time. How hard that was. And diapers. That really just felt like survival. It felt like if I don't get this, if I'm not able to do this, then what's going to happen? Fear started to set in. And these are all things that build in your mind, kind of body and soul, so to speak, that linger, that stay, that really affect, can affect who you are. It does affect who you are. Like can, it does. And it should, because these are traumatic things that, you know, if you don't think of it as a serious thing, if I don't find formula, if I don't find things that my kids need and my family needs, what am I supposed to do? What what do I do? And, you know, some, and then he increased it into more severity. But now you're seeing people with masks again, and it just kind of clicks back of, here we go again. And you just get worried of, do they have it? Do they have something? Should I be wearing a mask? Should I not? I don't know if I want to wear a mask again. I feel like another piece of this too is I see in the media that's changed more. I feel I see intense since COVID is the mental health days. And I think we saw with Simone Biles where she got blowback. And I think we've seen it with other athletes, Kevin Love and other people in the media and social media kind of knowing that they can't take anymore and they need a break. They're, they're mentally something is, you know, they, their coffee cup is done. And I applaud them for doing that. Anyone that does do that, I think that is part of this new normal and this awareness that we know of, we just can't keep moving forward, that it's just so much. And everything that I'm just talking about is on the outside. It's, that's not even the internal stuff that is the day-to-day of my kids and my partner and me of taking care of, you know, just that day-to-day grind of work, kids, school, whatever, weekend, soccer, golf, whatever it is, whatever it is for you. That's all, you know, you're not just that stuff. It's also all this other stuff we're just kind of been talking about. I think that what we've seen regularly on social media and the news of the pictures and how horrifying they've they've been. And seeing everything, seeing young people, you know, murdered. It's it's indelible marks. And we need more mental health check-ins to understand what's needed. I can regularly feel like if one thing starts going wrong in the morning, sometimes my day's shot. Like if the kid's not getting dressed, right? I miss, I miss an appointment. That's happened because my mind is just in so many other things. You know, I do my best and do things for my own self or my ADD and other things that I deal with physically and physical ailments. And you just kind of forget, right? Forget to take my meds. It happens. It doesn't take much. But if you ask why, does it feel like it happened more and, and more intensely and more intensity and more regularly, you know, oh, that's increased more because we're in a perpetual feedback loop of, 
high intensity and just low satisfaction. I think we're, we're stuck in this, that we're between what we make, what we do, who we are, self-identifying, mental health, physical well-being. And I picture right behind us there of, yeah, I'm gonna do chess when I'm going through the canyons in Zion here and trying not to be 300 pounds. It's, it's a struggle, it's a journey. The real journey is being to this point, it's a struggle getting back down. Because it's been one hell of a journey in the last few years plus. And trying to understand how to process this, I feel like that's the biggest thing that I deal with day to day. Dads deal with, moms deal with, kids deal with. And not just being aware, but then of knowing how to, how do we work through this? How do we be aware that this is what's going on? This is the reason why I'm feeling short today or I forgot an appointment and I feel like I just want to be alone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. I don't want to, I just want to be in the dark. And you can get worried of depression. And that's part of this too, of, you know, understanding the signs, being aware. Uh, going to psychology today, looking for therapists in your area that are certified. You know, I think there's, there's opportunities out there to, to try to learn and try to grow. And I want that, Daniel, I want this podcast and future ones that I'll be doing solo as just kind of things of, you know, that, that kind of warm feeling of when you hear something or see something, it's like, oh, yeah, that's, I get that. That's exactly what's going on. Like, that's, all right, I'm not alone. All right, good. I'm not crazy. Good. I'm not. I'm not the only one struggling with this. I'm not the only one that just feels just angry, feels sad, feels feels the feels, feels it all. And it is everyone out there that is trying to get through it. And it's hard to find someone to talk to even. I know that. Right? The, the thing of, well, go to these places and you'll find someone to talk to. Well, there's a lot of waiting lists. And even if you're lucky to see someone, is it the right fit? And it's not not easy, not easy for everyone to kind of open up and understand. Because sometimes when you ask of one to ten how you're feeling, it's like a new baseline of like I'm a six. That's kind of how it's been the last three or four years. And trying to dissect and understand of well, it used to be a four was your baseline. So what's changed? Plus. Three plus years has changed. Baseline's increased. And just understanding that, or just therapists may ask if that shouldn't, they shouldn't ask it this way, but if how are you doing? And you hear a lot of the fine, or okay. Because you don't really understand of like, yeah, I guess I'm okay. I guess I'm fine. Like I'm here, I'm talking to you, I'm, kids are okay. But we're, we're wondering why of, should it be better? Can it be better? Why isn't it better? And these are valid questions to kind of just think about and wonder and see where you can take you, right? See, hopefully you've been talking to someone or having support around you that you can just talk with or discuss with. That's always a good start. 
I think it's important to to know when to say when. Right? I've taken that mental health day. Pushing back when needed. Whether that for some I know is the going back to work in the office. Well, why? I get maybe once a quarter of trying to see someone or doing some something or meeting with my team. And we can meet out for lunch somewhere. I don't want to be in traffic or not being able to spend as much time with my kids. We've created new habits. And I think a lot of people are seeing that of, wait, I'm going to push back on this. This is where I draw the line. And that's another big piece of this and therapy in general, working through like, where, where's my boundaries? Where's my limits? And I think a lot of us are kind of going through broken, not knowing that we are way past the boundaries and limits that we've set for ourselves a long time ago. Because we haven't been able to reset. We haven't had any time to kind of reset and understand of, all right, boundaries are different. Family's different. Everything's different. And I'm not saying there's a way to kind of find that time. But start with two minutes. Hide in the bathroom. Hide in your car. You know, when you're pulling from groceries before you go in, just turn the car off and do one of the box breathing, right? I'm making a little box here with my fingers of breathing in for two, four. Breathing out, you know, to let it out now. And this is my whole let it out now today. This is what's been on my mind. And I would feel like it's been more attuned to understanding of because I've been wanting to do a solo podcast, but I think this was the right opportunity to kind of like, all right, I've been writing and working on this as post COVID and here we go with something else now. And now today, like a reading of the 50, 50 probability of a world, you know, a world war going on. All right. Time out. My boundary just got, just got shattered again. I can't take it anymore. I'm going to, I'm going to go work on this podcast. I'm going to go work on myself and kind of let it out. And, uh, I was really happy when I been proud to of doing home dad con. And that was the first opportunity where I got 20, 30 people in a room to roar. So if you're at home by yourself in the car, stand up or sit down or close your eyes on the count of three here, let out a roar and you'll feel better think at least for a second it feels refreshing i learned i've done it by myself and i did it with a room of people and there's something just you know just letting it out just letting it out in primal physical kind of way so on that note hope you enjoy ellipticals i'm going to go do tomorrow morning and maybe i'll try to walk and chew gum or try to elliptical and do chess and we'll see if i end up in the er or not but let's all try to work through this together Try to find a support. As I said, you can comment on deadanale.com, Facebook page. There's a LinkedIn page. So feel free to reach out. On the count of three, we're going to roar and we're going to go. One, two, three. See you.